Hi, this is Marlene, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or MP3 files can be found on MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for scary storytelling, Nightshade Diary for classic horror and adventure stories, Stories of the Supernatural for interviews with different guests on the show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit Strange Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com or find us on Blogspot. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. This is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicle Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing? Good. For those of you who are looking at the video, you just saw my chicken video, my little mini chicken video that I had promised about my chicks for a while. And of course, I'm not going to include that in the podcast version because there's no point of reference for my podcast listeners. But those of you who saw, I had I had promised uh, about my little chicks and my my rehab for my chickens when they get sick, because that's, that's what happens when you have a lot of animals. Yep. So there, I came through for you. And uh, I know people are going to ask me, so are you going to, uh, are you going to go? No, I'm going to hold down the fort because I'm, I'm hoping to um, out here in this area, they have a livestock chicken auction. And the last 15 months, they put it on hold because of COVID. Like, they called off all the auctions. And from what I understand, it's supposed to be coming back. I'm going to get a hold of I'm going to get into it because I need to get rid of some of my roosters. Uh, and that's one of the things also with when you have all these chicks that, you know, uncontrolled chicken populations. All of a sudden, man, those boys are crazy. So, yeah, for now, I'm going to try to maintain my population. But anyway, guys, let's get on to the good stuff. And the good stuff is that I'm very happy to welcome back a gentleman who's been with us before. And his name is Barry R. Strom. He's a medium, an author, a lecturer, and also a radio show host. And for those of you who didn't catch the first podcast that we had, I want to say it was maybe two to three years ago. Let me tell you about uh, what what is Barry all about. First of all, he uses the gift of spirit communication to communicate with souls on the other side of the life veil. Now, this is a unique talent that, um, how can I say, that what he does is he has the ability to speak the words of the spirit and even archangels. Uh, his works include seven books based on supernatural topics from the spirits at the Battle of Gettysburg, the truth about the afterlife, aliens, conspiracies, interviews with historic figures, the archangels, and channeling the holiest of spirits. Um, Barry and his wife, Connie, they're currently the host of a radio show on the Para-X network named Channeling History, and they interview the spirits of historic figures and allow listeners in the chat room to ask questions of the spirit guest. Um, as a matter of fact, I even asked him, 
uh, that, yeah, they know ahead of time, one week, who they're going to, who is the historic uh, person that they're going to uh, go ahead and channel. And we'll talk, we'll talk to Barry about that. Um, he's also posting a week, a weekly podcast named a weekly message from Jesus in which he brings listeners, a spiritual message to bring comfort in troubled times. Uh, he also has a book titled spirit speak channeling Jesus and the Holy spirit. Um, and it's available in softback on ebook on Amazon. And you can also find, uh, his YouTube channel, which he has over a hundred videos of the channeling, the historic figures. Uh, he's also appeared on various uh, different radio shows, including Coast to Coast, Darkness Radio, uh, and Fade to Black with Jimmy Church. Uh, he has, as a matter of fact, he has several books, not only the, the latest, which is The Spirit Speak. He has ones, uh, again, dealing with Gettysburg and the afterlife aliens. So much. I was telling him, I don't know where to start with him, but let's start off with welcoming him back. How are you doing today, Barry? Oh, could not be better. I am so happy to be able to talk to you again. And we were talking briefly. We both moved <laughs> since we both spoke the last time. We both went on to um, to you. You moved to a different state and I moved to the same state, but I moved up north. And um, now are you this last book that you that you I mean, you've been busy when we spoke the first time you didn't have the YouTube show. You didn't have the radio show. And, but I'm so curious that thing about the channeling, the historic figures. Okay. Mm -hmm. How did you get that idea? What, what, I know that you've been involved in this, but what made you think this would be, I think that's so fascinating to be honest with you. How did you decide to do that? Well, we, it goes back to when I wrote the conspiracy book. Okay. Um, when, well, uh, you know, we were just getting started channeling then, and I started asking questions of the guides, and they basically uh, about these different characters, and they basically said, "Well, you can speak to them, channel them yourself." So we did twenty-seven conspiracies in our conspiracy book. Uh, we oh. channeled with Jack Kennedy, uh, George Patton, Billy okay. the Kid. Uh, you know, we. Uh, we did all of, a whole bunch of them. Okay. So we learned, I learned that we could do it. I mean, okay. I mean, that's not something you really think you can do when you get to start it on something like mm -hmm. that. So anyway, uh, as we moved along, you know, then I did the two alien books uh, that we found that we could actually channel the spirits of aliens. Okay. And I wrote two books about that. And then we uh, started having these very, very Holy Spirit starting to come in for us. Okay. Uh, we had Mother Mary come in. Uh, Jesus himself comes in, and we we really had trouble believing that when it started. Okay. But, uh, you know, he told us, he, he had to convince me. You know, I'm uh, my background is engineering and construction okay. and statistics and things like that. So when he comes in, you know, the first time we didn't, you know, we thought it was a spirit faking it, and, but it, as it turns out, it really wasn't. So he wow. said, he says, I'm going to give you the ability to heal as proof that you really are speaking to me. And he gives me two names. And I was getting ready to speak at a convention in Salt Lake. Okay. And it turns out that the names he gives me, 
And one of them was the woman that was in charge of the convention. So, you know, I go in and she was there. And I said, uh, this is going to seem really weird, but you have a heart problem. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. And uh, she says, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. And I said, well, Jesus wants me to pray, gave me this prayer. He wants me to say so I could fix your heart for you. So, oh. yeah, and I'm, I know she was about ready to kick my butt out of the place. But uh, I said the prayer, and you know, she's still kicking around. <laughs> and, and, then there, and then there was another woman there, and I heard her saying that she had these terrible migraines, that she, you know, and she was having one during the convention. Uh -huh. And in my head, I hear, go heal her. I'm going, uh-oh. <laughs> so I go over to her, and I say, look, this is going to be really weird. But do you <laughs> care if I heal your migraine for you? And uh, she said, no, I'll do anything to get rid of them. And then I said the healing prayer for her. Within an hour, her migraine was gone, and she hasn't had one for four years now. What? So, yeah. I mean, you know, then I, I probably healed about 30 people. And I've I had a couple with stage four cancers that are still around and, and in regression. And that is. So that that's how he convinced me. Okay, right. I was gonna say that was like the 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 the, the you know the how the result was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, once once I went through all that, I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> it's the I man. No, that's who it is. I bet. And, so, and then he pulled something else off. Okay. Uh, four years ago, well, I had, I had a quad bypass five, six years. Okay. So three years ago, I had a heart attack. And right. I go in, I'm going to, I go into the hospital. Mm -hmm. And they're getting, you know, the surgeon shows me the heart damage, everything, you know, weakness. So when I'm waiting there going into surgery, I had my eyes closed. And in my mind's eye, I see this angel flying up to me. Okay. The angel comes up, stops right in front of me, and flies away. And I said, well, Connie, I guess we don't have anything to worry about. And, you know, I just got a message. So I go into, we go into the uh, catheterization where they want to, you know, do the stents and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, the surgery's over, and I wake up. And I said, okay, guys, how many stents did we have? And he said, none. You don't have any heart damage. What? He said, we looked, we went through all the all the lines, everything with the, the quad is in great shape. And we couldn't find any heart damage. And we can't explain it. We have no idea. So I'm thinking, well, that's pretty cool, I guess. So he, they wheel me out. And I'm laying in recovery. And in my head, just as clear as can be, I hear this voice. And it says, if I can have you heal others, I can heal you as well. Okay. And he had sent Raphael. That was the angel that I saw. Okay. And, and right before I went in, Raphael cured my heart. Because they were they were prepared to do a surgery on what they thought was a badly damaged heart. Correct, yeah. Oh, they were all set. I mean, they, we talked about what type of blood thinners I wanted and what type of stent and, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, right. It was even even the post operation, everything. That is what an incredible story, Barry. Yeah, no, that that's so. Yeah, I'm convinced. Yeah, <laughs> and I that mean, is like wow. Yeah, how can you not? 
Yeah. Um, so, God, I was thinking, um, when you, um, I'm going to go back to, let's say now you're going to do your next uh, show, for example, mm -hmm. and you're going to plan and you're, how do you, do you, does, do you get a message that says interview this person or how is it that you decide who you're going to channel? I'll generally get a message. Okay. Um, I, I'm talking to the guides all the time mm -hmm. and they'll, you know, I'll say, you know, are we good for this person next week? Now this coming on Sunday, we're going to do Julius Caesar. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, we get around. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It, it's really funny because the, when you look at the, you know, Hollywood so much has made up about historical figures that are not accurate. Mm -hmm. Oh my! Sometimes God. people are surprised when they find out what the real story is oh, about certain people imagine. in history. I mean, just I mean, we did uh, we did the John Wilkes Booth conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And he do you was, believe that thing that he was uh, that he didn't die? Absolutely. That he uh, lived later on. Oh, he dies in 1903 in Enid, Oklahoma. Right. right, right. That he uh, that that they just put a stage to body mm -hmm. uh, over in that barn, supposedly. Yeah, they had a they had a Confederate captain that looked a lot like Booth, and they brought him down, put him in, killed him, and there were no autopsy pictures taken. Oh, weird! You would think you know, that. Uh huh. In those days, you know, the, they really took a lot of pictures of dead bodies because the yeah. photography was was new then. Right, especially somebody that had assassinated the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah, but they took absolutely no pictures of the dead body. Mm -hmm. confirm it and uh, now the guy takes off and I mean he actually winds up committing suicide in 1903 right I read I read something about that and I was reading that and I was like man this is pretty convincing uh, about who, that in actuality you know and sometimes I think we find it hard to believe but a lot of the things that we use now to confirm identity don't ex didn't exist back then you know DNA and Blood, you know, things like that. Now, and I'll tell you another really interesting one is Billy the Kid. That's another one. What happened? Well, Pat Garrett kills the kid's friend. Shoots right. Him in the back. And the kid takes off and goes to heads for Mexico and basically goes, decides that he's not going to be on the wrong side of the law anymore. Mm -hmm. Comes back. He actually is with the Wild West show. Okay. For a while. Uh, and dies in 1951. I had not heard that. What? Oh, yeah. Yep. No, I tell you, I'm, I've channeled the kid several times. We did the kid live on the radio. Show. What did he do? Did he just assume a different identity and that was it and just be became like a, in other words, stayed out of trouble? Yeah, just stayed out of trouble. Uh, went to Texas. Nobody knew him there in Texas. Mm -hmm. No one right. had. No one knew what he looked like. Exactly. So you know, I mean, the guy just lives, go and decides I'm not going to do this anymore, and lives a normal life. And he, I think he was like 81 or something when he dies. Right. And that, it, yeah, because if you think about. It. Yeah, he was. He was really interesting because what I do now is I just speak. I speak their words. Okay. And when I with Billy the kid. I was he, using all of his old West vernacular. I was mm -hmm. speaking like he would be in the 
would have spoken in the old West. Okay. And I, I mean, I, I, I'd be doing this and I'm, I'm, I could see him leading up where he was going to swear. <laughs> and all that, but he always caught himself, but okay. I, you know, I knew what was coming. Okay. But I, but I actually spoke with the accent he would have had in the old West when we did that show. Right. And you know what, because what was it? Uh, I, I saw the show back a few years ago, which was the Deadwood series that they had on HBO. And one of the things I liked about it is that they had the characters talk the way people actually did talk mm -hmm. in the old West, you know, during those time period, not the West per se, but that time period, People didn't talk like they do now. They use different types of expression, different slang. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things I liked about that series of Deadwood because the characters were made to speak that was a the great way series. people did. Yeah. Not, you know, now you see a lot of stuff and it's like, yeah, you're speaking like 21st or 20th century. And that's not the way people like, express themselves. No, no. Uh, we did King Richard III. Yes. And that must have been. He spoke in Old English to us. With the eyes and the yays and the uh -huh. and all that, you know, well, it's, it's no. We've done some really interesting channelings. It's uh, that is that is incredible. And again, you know what, what what's that thing about the to the victor go the spoils? I think to the victor goes the ability to write history the way they want it to go. The oh reason my. I say that is that after a while, whoever wants to have the history portrayed this way, and the real characters, that's it. Once they're dead and the people that were witnesses for that time period have died, who's to, to say that's not the way it happened? Well, you know, the greatest example of that is the Bible. Well, I know that the Bible <laughs> has true. always been changed and whether it was through interpretation oh, or yeah. on purpose. <laughs> oh, well, most of it. The, the monks of the church would rewrote yes. the Bible. They thought that they had to exaggerate everything. Because, and well, so they, people would remember. I mean, that's the that was the way their minds worked. You know, if you didn't do thirty-seven miracles and bring people out of the grave and all that stuff, it wouldn't remember you. Right, because we were supposedly talking the glory of God, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So it had to be over the top. Yeah, that's why I wrote, that's why he wanted me to write the Channeling the Life of Jesus book. Okay. Because he wanted to tell the true story of his life. And he was married and had five children. Well, you answered my question for me, which is... <laughs> I'm psychic, remember? No, there you go. Well, no, do you know what? I, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm the kind of person that, I know people get like offended or they, they don't like to feel like either whether it was Jesus or if they, you know, they're the religion, like Catholic had the Virgin Mary. They don't, they don't want them to be more human because they kind of think that makes them less Remember. dignified, less, more like a, less a deity. And I'm like, why? No, he, he, I mean, the, his ministry lasted three years. Okay. And that was when that was when he did all the miracles and did all the stuff, you know, the, the people remembering for. Right. But it's until that, the guy lives a normal life. Right. Yeah. And they told us this. Uh, I mean, we write at length a whole chapter about his birth. Okay. And I mean, his birth. See, you have to understand. There's a soul. God has a soul family of souls that he sends back to do things. Okay. And. He sends, um, it, but, when, but everything 
Jesus had this intricate life plan laid out. Mm-hmm. Like when he's born, Herod Herod gets the word that the, the, the king of the Jews has been born. So he wants to obviously kill that because he wants that title for his sons. Right. So Jesus sends the wise men. Mm-hmm. This is part of the life plan. But it's not just three. There's over 50 in the group. Really? Because they travel with security. They travel. They had right. to check in. You know, it's very dangerous times. Mm-hmm. You're right. Absolutely wealthy right. people. So they, the wise men don't get there until Jesus is like three months old. Okay. Because they get, you know, they get the, the message. Yeah, it's like a caravan kind of thing, you know. Yeah, they got to come in. They got to go through the whole trip. They got to go see Herod to check in because you couldn't just come into another king's area. Okay. So they go through this whole process. But they actually do bring in the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. Okay. And they give them. Now, Mary and Joseph are just very, very simple people. They're uneducated. You know, he's a carpenter. Right. And when, when we talked to Mary, she says, I, we were blown away when he, with these people, you know, these wonderful royalty show up. We'd never seen anything like it before. Mm-hmm. But they, the wise men tell Mary and Joseph that Herod is going to kill the baby. Right. And then they give them all these gifts. And those gifts are what finances Mary and Joseph to be able to go to Egypt and save the life of Jesus. Right, and escape the slaughter of the, mm-hmm. the innocents. Slaughter of the innocents. But those gifts are what finances and allows them to go. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful, believable story. When you now, just- let me tell you something. People sometimes, when they hear that story about Herod, and they don't realize back in those times, it was very normal for these kings to be that bloodthirsty Oh, if yeah. they, they believed in, in, you know, if they had some type of seer come and tell them that there was going to be some type of threat to their lineage or their throne, they didn't think twice about doing stuff like that. Oh, no, no. That was part of the, that's the way they did things. Yeah. It was incredibly brutal times. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. It was. That's, and uh, you, you, you kept your crown any way you could. Mm-hmm. Well, Herod was especially interested in keeping it for his sons because he had, you know, the son Antipas, mm-hmm. uh, he had like three or four sons that he wanted to take over. So there was no way he was going to allow a baby to be called the king of the Jews because right. Herod, Herod was actually of Jewish lineage. Right. And, but of course, to him, he, he didn't think of it so much as in the, spiritual sense he was thinking of it as an actual king that's going to come and that's take right. over my throne that's yes because that's the only way he could conceive of it oh yeah in other words oh yeah no the ancients could only conceive of things in certain ways mm-hmm. like they could only conceive of creation with a man and a woman right so they come up with adam and eve yes so i mean a lot of the the allegories are really the only way the ancients could think of things well and, and and I agree, like that. It makes it. What was it? What was the first? Uh, and I'm not sure if it. What was it? Aramaic or what was the original text of the Bible written as? Uh, well, is that you? Probably Aramaic. But keep in mind, the earliest writings are like 70 A.D. Right, which is still which is 
Seven, that's 40 years, two generations after Christ exactly. is crucified. And that's that's what I'm saying. And the author, everybody doesn't realize that whoever pens something, it's it's screened through the interpretation of who's writing it. Oh, yeah. Or their memories or their, you know, what, how, and like you said, uh, if, if, if I think that this would sound better, if I embellish it a little bit here and there, mm -hmm. why not? Well, just let, just let people pass on stories and see how they change. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. I, mean, and, I mean, Constantine doesn't really get going with the selection of the Gospels until 325 A.D. Which is quite well. 300 years after Christ time. dies. That mm -hmm. is a longer time than the United States has been in existence. Yes. yes. And nobody, nobody wrote down the teachings of Jesus. As they were happening, like nobody was following him around, like, you know. No, there was no contemporary writings. It right. all comes from memory. Exactly. And that's people don't, because I think a lot of people tend to lump that time period. And like you said, Constantine, that was over 300 years after Christ. Yeah, yeah that's we a long time. Yeah, we interviewed Constantine. And well, he did. Told, oh, yeah. And he told us what, what, what he was thinking about. We said, why did you choose like Matthew, Mark, and Luke? He said, because they were complete gospels and the information in all three of those agreed. Was he an opportunist when he decided to become Christian? Uh, not really. He, no? He actually was a true Christian. He became a true Christian. Okay. I mean, he firmly believed. Now, he didn't, he felt that baptism cleansed your soul of all sins. Okay. So he waits, actually waits until he got, he's on his deathbed mm -hmm. to be baptized so that he can. It's like, yeah, I know I can't get in trouble in the next couple of hours. So <laughs> yeah, but no, it's uh, and he, but he, he gave us the true story on okay. uh, revelations. Constantine right. didn't believe revelations okay. and that doesn't come into like another hundred years. Okay. It's almost the fifth century till they incorporate Revelation, but that's what really incorporates fear into the Gospels. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Retribution. Mm -hmm. um, end of days. End of days. Yeah. You know, everybody's that, in big trouble. Like in other words, yeah. And there's no escape. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. And and but the church wanted to introduce that mm -hmm. because it gives fear to their parishioners. Yes. And they they believe that the only way that they're ever going to get to heaven is through the church. Yes. And it's, and it's the fear. So. Right. Which is the, um, which, you know, of course, uh, for, for anybody, that's what, what later on the, you know, the, you know, doing the mass only in Latin, you know, only oh, yeah, the whole thing. Greece. And then that, that drove the schism for the, you know, Protestant movement and, mm -hmm. Uh, which went all in the opposite direction. And, and it's, I want to um, make a comment. Uh, now, you know, there's certain churches, Catholic churches, that still hold the the Latin mass, mm -hmm. which is fine if you want to attend. And I heard that they, the Vatican, wanted to prohibit them from doing that. I'm like, why would you? I mean, why, why if, if, if you, if a church wants to have a mass once a week or whatever in Latin and there's people attending it. Why would you prohibit that? I couldn't understand. And I was thinking, this is, I think it's the reverse of what happened back then, mm -hmm. you know, where 
uh, because it was in Latin, because it was only certain priests, you know, that could read, you know, literacy rate was not what it was. Uh, people felt excluded, like exactly like what you said, you needed to go through the church to get to God. In other words, that was your. Yeah, that was the only that was the only path. That, the only path, the only path. Salvation laid through the church. Right. Which is. But then and we're good. You know, you hear about uh, how they would um, self favor, you know, basically like almost like when you were talking about Constantine, when you were getting older and death was near, mm -hmm. uh, you could like purchase your way out of all your bad deeds. Oh, <laughs> or yeah, have yeah. Somebody pray for your soul. Oh, the church came up with all that. Yeah, of course. To raise funds. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, his, so, yeah. His teachings were just incredibly simple. Yeah. Well, th th that's, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make that you, mm -hmm. you see where, probably something that started as very simple and I'm going to use the word most people don't like to be ordinary mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it was hijacked into something else yeah when everything gets everything gets exaggerated exactly I mean yeah. and I mean we've we've we uh, the last book we have a chapter with Saint Paul he tells mm -hmm. us what it was like to see him after the resurrection. Okay. I mean, the resurrection, a lot of that is, is fairly accurate mm -hmm. for the way that things came down. Okay. But, uh, but we have chapters, the last book, we have chapters, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, St. Paul. Okay. And it's really interesting because you see these souls keep repeating and coming back through history. Okay. Now, Jesus has five children. Had one daughter and four sons. Okay. And one of those sons happened to reincarnate as Billy Graham. What? <laughs> yeah. Billy Graham was a reincarnated son of Jesus. I'm speechless. <laughs> well, I was too when I found out how, the way we found out about it. We were doing a we were doing a call-in show. Okay. And we were using the, the the channeling board. And it was it was like three months after Billy Graham passes. Okay. And a caller comes in and he says, Do you think we could channel Billy Graham? I, you know, I have nothing to do with this. This is all coming <laughs> through. Right, right. So I said, Well, I don't know. It's he's recently passed, so we'll give it a try. So I asked Laura, my guide, I said, Would it be possible to have the spirit of Reverend Graham? All of a sudden, I hear, hello, can I help you? Okay. And I said, are we speaking with Reverend Graham? Yes, absolutely. And I said, you have to prove to me that we really have the right spirit. Now, we're live on the air with this thing okay. going on. So on the channeling board, it spells out the word Ezekiel on the channeling board. And Ezekiel was the oldest son of Jesus. Okay. And all of a sudden, everything just clicks. And I go, and I'm, I'm actually stuttering. Now I don't know what to say because nobody, you know, I'm the only person in the world that knows this. Uh-huh. Right, because of course, because you've channeled Jesus, yes. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, yeah, I'm convinced. <laughs> and then we had a really nice conversation with Reverend Graham. I'm going to ask you, when, obviously, when Jesus, he flees you know, Jerusalem, you know, that whole area. Where does he go to? Uh, when? During what? Part after his crucifixion, after his resurrection, oh. 
so that he could basically, he's supposed to not exist anymore, in other words. Where does well, he go to? Well, he, he stays in the area. He does? Okay. Yeah. Mary, Mag Mary Magdalene is, is, is still there. None of he told he told all of the disciples. Right. And there were about 50 disciples and followers. Okay. And he tells them, he says, I will return to you. Well, they can't understand what this is going to be about, obviously, because no one's ever resurrected before. Mm-hmm. So they don't they, they think that he's going to he, they have seen the miracle where he, Lazarus comes from the grave. Okay. So they're thinking in terms that he is going to physically return to them. But he returns in spirit and form. Okay. And Mary, Mary Magdalene's the first to see him. Okay. And then she goes back and tells the other disciples, and they don't believe her. They think that the grief has gotten to her. Okay. And then he starts appearing to the different disciples, and then the picture comes together. But they never really understand understood that he was going to return. You know what? Maybe this is where I misunderstood. So, in other words, you're saying that he had his family with Mary Magdalene prior to the crucifixion. Uh, his wife's name was Toba. Uh, we actually have a chapter in the book of. But so, in Mary Magdalene was a, one of his most trusted disciples. Disciples. That's what I was going to yeah. say. So that's what all she was. She was just a disciple. She was just a disciple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess everybody's, you know, always thinking, well, something's got to be going on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no. She. I mean, we we've done, uh, we've done probably three or four shows in different segments with her. Okay. She's so in other words, she's wonderful. just a disciple that happens to be a woman. Yeah. And he's married to Toba. Mm -hmm. And he, and basically what you're saying is he had a family prior to the crucifixion. Absolutely. He was and married, then, for, married so, for eight years. Okay. And, and they, they, uh, they feared Jesus knew what was happening. He knew okay. what the future was. And they feared that the Romans would kill his family. All right. So the fact that he's married is a well-kept secret. I the only disciple that he ever told he was married was Peter. Peter was the only one that ever knew Jesus had been married because they kept the family aside. And they, he was very worried that the Romans would find out and, and kill them as well. Right. Because from what I understand, it was very normal. A 33-year-old man without a family was unheard of. Basically, were, yeah, correct. Yeah, you married and had children much, much younger. Mm -hmm, absolutely. That was like a custom. Toba was 14 when she married him. Okay. All right. So another, okay, so this is why basically you're saying history and everybody else doesn't mention her because she is. It was, it was a, a well-kept secret because they feared that the Romans would take it out on his family. Which probably would have. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and and all of his children mm -hmm. just grow up and have normal jobs. Okay. They don't follow his disciples for the okay. same reason. In other words, right, and and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Oh, his whole life makes incredible sense when you know the truth. When right. when when you get through all the exaggerations and all the stuff. It, it, it's it's a wonderful, believable story. 
Right. And again, we come back to like, a, you know, being an ordinary human, you cannot be uh, holy or special. I don't know what to call it. If you, you can't be one of, you can't be one or the other. You can't be that human because then of course, you know, uh, it just doesn't, it, like you said, you have to be above all of that stuff. But in reality, no, it, there's nothing wrong with being totally human as in having a family. And he wanted to experience a human lifetime. Yes. He travels. Uh, he just travels the Mediterranean area, but he wanted to see the suffering of the people to understand it. He wanted to be near it. Mm -hmm. So he travels from the time he's 15 to, I think, 19. For like four years, he travels the area. Then he comes back and he marries Toba. And they have a normal, for eight years, they live a normal life. They have children. Okay. Uh, Mary, Mary and Joseph are wonderful grandparents for them. Okay. And Mary lives an absolute normal life. I mean. Right. And does she have other children? Yes. Yeah. Which is the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's another one that people can't get their head wrapped around that. You know, that that one moment in her life would bring everything else a complete halt. Yeah. You know, no, you know, that, I mean, the whole concept of immaculate conception is exactly. she lived a life without sin. Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, is. Jesus, in his normal life, he loses his temper. He gets mad. He does mm -hmm. things that ordinarily be considered as a sin. He yes, lived, you're right. He lives a normal life for 28 years. Okay. And that's, and that's also why nothing in the Gospels, you have his birth, you have uh, a thing made up in the temple at ten, uh, when he's like 10, 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you hear about is the crucifix, is, is his ministry. Is it right, the three years that supposedly he's, uh, you know, before, that. basically when he, I guess, is more... That he's seen that he's preaching, in other words, that mm -hmm. yeah, three years. His ministry lasts three years and changes changes the world. That is do you what do you think about all these the Gnostic gospels and all of these? And do you think that they're legitimate, that they were truly written by holy inspiration or what? Well, some of them are. I mean, there's a lot of truth in the lost gospels. I read a lot of them in preparation for writing that Life of Jesus book. Mm -hmm. So there's there's stuff in it that that's very accurate, and there's stuff that's made up. Okay. okay. Because most of those lost gospels come after they're they're all coming after. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's exactly. there's no contemporary work for his life. No, there isn't. You're absolutely right. There mm -hmm. isn't. It was just, and even then, people don't realize that even word of mouth, things get, for lack of a better word, they lost in translation. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, when when Constantine calls Nice the conference of Nicaea, mm -hmm. you know the one the big thing that they wanted to settle was the date to celebrate Easter because they did not know the date that Christ was killed. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the main reason he calls the conference, because the, there's two factions of Christianity, and they're fighting about who is correct. And they were celebrating Easter in conflict with Passover. Right, yeah, exactly. And they wanted to cure that. 
And that was to settle that date when they would celebrate Easter was the main reason why he calls the conference in Nicaea. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I, and I know, and I'm, I'm not that familiar really with the conference of Nicaea, but also I believe that I've heard that, that at that time they wanted to remove any reference to reincarnation. Yeah, they feared the church hated the concept of reincarnation. Mm -hmm, yeah. Just as they, this church hates the concept of psychics. Because all through time, the great prophets were psychics. Mm -hmm. Because they got the they got their messages with their psychic abilities. Right. And as as time progressed, the psychics would get messages that were in contrast to the to the teachings of the church. So that was why they added the stuff in uh, about soothsayers and you should never change a word of the gospel and all this stuff. right 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 yeah and usually yeah it's it, it it boiled that's the pretext but usually it boils down to power and money correct uh, well, that's the it, real always, it always does always always <laughs> yes it does i hate to say it uh -huh. but yeah it does um now when um and i know you mentioned i want to this thing with the aliens. Yes. Okay. And I mean, um, as a hypnotherapist, I had studied where, you know, there is attachments also of alien entities or, you know, non-physical form. How's that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And what, what do you get as far as, um, are they, I, I mean, what is it? They're, they're souls just like ours that have decided to, or are we basically sprung from the same genetic line or what, what is it that they have going on that, that we're, they're so attracted by humans? Their soul energy is exactly the same as our soul energy. Okay. Now, soul energies were created in creation, right? Mm -hmm. Which is billions of years ago. Humans walked the earth for about 250,000 years. Okay. So where do you think soul energies were before humans walked the earth? You would think the source of whatever the source is. They are on other planets and other civilizations that take place long before humans are created. So in other words, these. You and I have been aliens many, many and, and times. Prior to that, the, 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 the human as we know, you know, here, as far as, uh, on the yeah. earth. And yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just tell me where that soul energy had to be for those of billions of years before humans are here. And exactly. there's, there's civilizations out there that have been around for millions of years that are highly developed, but they have the same soul energies that we have. And that's why I can channel aliens. We channeled an alien live on the radio show and let people ask them questions really? through the chat room. And what um, what do you? <laughs> oh, and I, sometimes I, I I say this, you know. Sometimes we put on whether it's let's say we'll go with the aliens, like the same moral compass as humans, and then we want to make them either good or evil. You understand what I'm saying? Well, and sometimes that it's that it's not that they're bad. It's just that they're different, or maybe they see things differently from us. Much different. They have we have no way to understand aliens. 
because they feel emotions we don't feel. Right, exactly. They speak languages we don't speak. They think in manners that we don't have any concept of. They can, I mean, they're, they're telepathic. They can, like the beam me up Scotty stuff. They mm -hmm. can, I mean, it's uh, the whole thing is just, we are such a young culture. That we are so far behind these the aliens. Okay. Now, when they when we were working on the alien books, they, okay. told, they told me that disclosure would start in 2020. And okay. it has. <laughs> well, yeah, that's saying right what they like, actually disclose because I'm I'm not I'm not too I guess up to it. I no. know they're they're taking the scenic route. <laughs> oh yeah. No government is scared to death of the, to let the people know this. Yes, they are. They are mm -hmm. very much so. They're very much so because uh, and I'm going to ask you because do you think because you know some people believe that the government and uh, ETs have been in collusion and we've back engineered a bunch of technology and that you know we've got a secret uh, hybrid plan with them. Do you think we know as much as that or is there more that we really don't know than that what we actually do know? In other words, people are going by the X-Files <laughs> show versus... There's a lot going on we don't know. We've had an agreement with the aliens since our 10th president. Okay. So uh, there's, there's a galactic... That's a, I was going to say, that's a, <laughs> That's the 19th century there. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, goes, this goes way back. I mean, when I when I wrote the alien book, I had a I included a woodcut from 1600s okay. of crop of a crop circle. Okay. They referred to them as mowing devils in those days, in the 17th century. Okay. So I mean, they've been they've been visiting Earth since the time of the dinosaurs. That's what they tell us. Right. Right. And. And there's many, many more types than we ever conceive of. I was going to say there's more than one type, right? And some, I think, I guess, are nicer than others. Yeah, yeah. Some of the they have to conform to the rules of the Galactic Committee. So there is a set of rules that they have to. They can't just like. Uh... Yes. In they... other words, there are consequences if they do certain things versus others. Absolutely. And the main thing that all the great advanced cultures have learned is to get they need to get along. That's okay. You know, they have to get along. Otherwise, they ain't going to be here. The same as humans got to learn to get along or we aren't going to be here either. Are they the ones that, and I guess the question why I asked us, are some better than others is because, for example, you see all these <clears throat> cattle mutilations and all these things going on that are being laid at the doorstep of extraterrestrials. And it's like, God, why would they do that? A research. Really? Yeah. Just the same as abductions. Yeah. Exactly. You know, my wife Connie's been abducted. She has. Oh yeah, she's an abductee. Had did that start when she was young or what happened with No, her? just one time. It happened oh. about twenty years ago. Yeah, because I've heard some people it's a lifelong yeah, she thing was, that she dropped me we were living in Florida then. She dropped me off at Lauderdale at the airport. Mm -hmm. Coming back up 95, and she all of a sudden she realizes that she's four exits north of what last thing she remembers. 
They put a shapeshifter in the car for her and took her out. Does she remember anything of what happened? No, no. She she knew she thought she had blacked out or, you know, mm-hmm. she saw her cardiologist. And he said, oh, you must have fallen asleep. Well, you don't drive no. 10, 15 miles on 95 asleep. No, <laughs> no, no. That'd be a short trip. Mm-hmm. No. And so that was the one time. Yeah. Yeah. Did she notice anything different about herself, dreams, anything after that, that episode? They were getting her ready for what we're doing now. Okay. For the channeling and everything. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. I was thinking, mm-hmm. I wonder how far in advance this was. Oh, this is our this is our life plan. Now we're this was all laid out in advance. Okay. All right. So in other words, they're aware of the ability. Well, I guess, is this something that all people have or certain people have, or no. how does that work? No, I didn't have any clue where I was headed with this thing. Believe me. The, <laughs> but there are certain people that were are sent back to carry the words of God. Okay. And Jesus was God incarnate. Okay. So when we channel him every week, we are bringing messages that are supposed to be delivered. Mm-hmm. And the, the books that I've written are the books that I was supposed to to write. They say I'm supposed to write 11 books. I'm, I'm in seven right now. Okay, so you got a little bit more to go. Well, I'm going to write a book on the challenge of the archangels. Okay. Conversation with angels. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do this weekly message from Jesus. We're going to do a weekly devotional with these messages. Okay. We're going to... We'll publish 52 of the messages. All right. That's going to be so interesting. Uh, Mary, do you think that, because I, I also hear, you know, there's people that are saying, well, <clears throat> these extraterrestrials, they won't ever let us uh, basically annihilate ourselves or, you know, our others or the planet. Do you think they, that they would, or are they going to let us, you know, make the right decision and cross their fingers? In other words, stand back and either we do the right thing or we don't. Keep in mind that God gave us free will and ego. Exactly. exactly. He, he will not interfere with free will. Mm-hmm. That's and, that's what I'm getting to. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people think, no, you know, if if, it, if you know somebody crazy or something, things escalate, and and they they're going to step in and the ETs are going to stop it. Like, and I'm like, well, no, they aren't. <laughs> Uh, and I go, what happened to the free will thing there? Uh-huh. No, I see it all the time. I mean, and he is very, he is very explicit in his messages about free will. He explained, okay. I mean, he has explained why some prayers are answered, some prayers are not. And why is that? Because it interferes with people's life plan. Okay. Uh, for instance, it might be in your life plan that you have to have Parkinson's to finish. Mm-hmm. Well, if he was to, to change that, then that's still a lesson that soul has to live in a future lifetime. Right. So it's either now or later. Mm-hmm. So he's going to, that's a prayer that will not be answered. Exactly. Because there's always people that are going to ask that, that it's very like, uh, you know, 
the God, the age old question, why do bad things happen even to good people or just bad things happen and horrific things happen? They're, they're learning experiences. The whole yeah. human lifetime is a learning experience. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Most and definitely. The human lifetime is a blink in the eye of your soul life. Mm-hmm. So you have probably, you have lived thousands of lifetimes in the past. So while the human lifetime seems like it's a long time, it's nothing compared to your soul lifetime. Is there a deep, from what you've found out, is there a point where, I don't know if you want to call it perfection or where you've basically learned everything you're going to learn? Your learning experiences are what help you advance in the seven realms of heaven. Okay. Each time you come back, your guides look at your life. They, you may stay where you are, you may advance, or you may be demoted. Oh, you get demoted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you oh, can yeah. really get demoted. But, <laughs> I mean, like uh, like a soul like Hitler. Mm-hmm. He was a very advanced soul. They actually sent him back as a master guide to save Germany. And, and then his free will and ego takes over. And ruined everything. And ruined everything. And he went from seventh level to, to the lowest level. And, you, and the reason why I ask this, and you're going to see, because, you know, there's people that are what they call psychopaths mm-hmm. that are born this way. They, yeah. they really don't have a conscience in the sense of they have no empathy. You know, they, they're not made. Because everybody thinks that some of this, some, or that, you know, you could be a psychopath and, you know, unless you were brought up in a violent lifestyle, you're not killing people. You're not running around killing people, but you're into control and you do mean things and you, you do things. In other words, you, you're not motivated by love. You're motivated by control. All right. Yeah, your, your, your free will is taken over. Right. You're, you're, in other words, the, the normal things that a person would say, man, that's, that's not right. I shouldn't do that. You know, they don't, they don't, it's missing. That part is, it makes me wonder, okay, if you were born this way as a psychopath, you're not running around killing people, but you're not really the best person as a matter of fact. And you pretend to be emotional. In other words, some of them pretend at a very early age to express emotion because otherwise they kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. What happens with people like that, that you are, is it something that they're, how would I say, that they're living a life plan to learn what, you well, know? They tell us that evil is never part of a life plan. Right. So something happens to a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I really can't answer what, what really takes place. But right. they're very emphatic about that evil is never part of a life plan. Okay. That all comes through your free will. Okay. And there are evil energies. So I would assume that an evil energy just takes over a psychopath. Takes over and, yeah, mm-hmm. and directs, yeah, and uh, upends that life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for with horrific um, with horrific results because I tell everybody you know for for all the criminals and people that are caught and jailed and there's a bunch that never do and and I'm talking here about murder and and really bad things that they never get arrested they they die of old age and they just learn to keep their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Yep. And however, they, when they get over, okay, then. That's when the conversation starts. Dun, 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 dun. 
And what happens? Do they come back? Are they victimized? How does, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, how do you undo that kind of baggage, I guess is the best way to do it. Well, you were like a wrecking ball with people when you were alive. Well, you will be, you'll come down Mm -hmm. in, in your level, in the realms. Right. And your guides will establish the karma that you have to pay for what you did. Okay. So it's possible that one, a single lifetime, you can screw up enough that it is going to affect the next 10 lifetimes. Okay. And so in other words, it's, it, it might take you several tries to like. Oh yeah. Get yeah. back to. The karma is incredibly real. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, and, I, and I think a lot of people sometimes don't believe that. Mm. They don't believe that that karma exists per se, because I think they see a lot of people they think get away with stuff. They might, in the, but they, they're, 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 what they're overlooking is the insignificance of that human lifetime. Right. Yeah. Well, well keep course. in mind the spirits always say that death is the beginning of a new cycle. To humans, death is the end of a cycle. Right. But to the spirits, it's the beginning. Right. As far as, like you said, it's just a moment. Mm-hmm. Like one human life, an average human life is just the blink that's, of an eye. That's right. Yeah, but then yeah, and I understand why we're tethered to this life very strongly, that it matters to us because that's why we put up with all the things we do, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're incarnated in a, in a flesh and flesh that is let me ask you do um have you um and and you mentioned something to me earlier that you learned a hard way uh that when you were going to pick somebody to channel you want to make sure that that person's available what happened that you what you tried to communicate or channel someone that wasn't didn't want to, or what happened? Well, I started to write a book about unsolved crimes. Okay. And I got a couple crimes, I got about three chapters into the book with the channeling information. Mm-hmm. And the guide said, finally, our master comes in and she says, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You cannot, you're asking for evil. And we've told you never to ask for evil because people that perpetrate these crimes are evil. Okay. So you can't channel with a person that perpetrated these crimes. Right. In other words, right. Yeah. You can't bring in the. Yeah. yeah. The first thing they ever told us when we started to channel was never invite evil. Okay. And then they said that you're going against what we told you. So stop. (laughs) And that was the last we ever did a crime. (laughs) Okay. In other words, if you want to write the crime book, you can't channel those two. That's right. That's right. You yeah, wrote the crime book. It's just not you're gonna. You're not gonna right. be speaking to the spirits that lived it. Yeah, like the the right the the like in Ghostbusters. Those don't don't cross the streams. Two different no. things. Yep, that's how it works. So basically, you're saying that you could, you can, and and I should know this. You know, channeling. Yeah, sometimes you what you do channel if you're into that is very negative stuff, which is why people have to be careful when they channel. I take it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we always say a prayer of protection before we start. Okay. But we're well, we're very well protected because we're dealing with these real high holy spirits. So right. And how about the archangels? Are they as busy as ever? Oh yeah, they're incredible. 
okay. that the energies of these archangels are wonderful. Okay. I imagine that the, but again, and, and let me ask you, because I know a lot of people, you know, the thing about the angels, they ask the same things. Well, you know, I ask for angelic help or angelic uh, protection. And imagine a lot of it has to do also with, how can I say that? That if you ask an angel to basically interfere in another person's decision, they can't do that, right? No, they won't do that. They're very aware of life plans. Okay. And they're very aware of free will. Okay. Right. And that's, I think, that why some people sometimes get disappointed because they think that their prayers or things are not answered, but but there's sometimes there's a reason why. Oh, there's always a reason why. Every prayer is heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've when we started this, and I was writing these different books, I'd a, I'd pray for a couple different subjects to come in okay. or individuals for the next day when we were going to be channeling information. Mm -hmm. And one day, you know, we we opened up the channel, and the guide says, "Which one of the things do you want want to talk about?" And she tells me exactly what. I had prayed for it in all those different categories. Wow. So it's, believe me, prayer is incredibly real. Have you ever had a stop the press moment where you've had one of your guides come in and say, wait, we need to, you need, we need to channel or we need to get this message has to like, we're going to use you to channel this message out. Well, that's almost, that's what happened when we started the weekly message from Jesus podcast. Really? Yeah. He said, I want to deliver a message every week. It's okay. So we started the podcast so we could do it. That's excellent. That is such a great story as far as, you know, following through. Oh, now, yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like, you know, a lot of people are like, hmm, hmm, well, let's think about that. That sounds good. But you, you went ahead and was like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. It's, let's just say you don't turn him down. <laughs> when he it's like absolutely not he's incredible energy when he comes in it's just a wonderful wow. energy to be able to talk to him and let me ask you is does your wife chow or is it just you barry it's uh she she supports it she mm -hmm. can get some messages but she can't do it okay no i'm doing i mean i can do it basically the same rate as if we're talking like we're doing now right and I remember from our first interview that the, at the beginning you had a hard time coming to terms with this because, like you said, you were a science-based engineer mm -hmm. that this didn't figure into, you know, measurements kind of thing, huh? No, I didn't believe in ghosts. Yeah, that's right. Until about I remember 15 that. years ago. Yes, and then you kind of they, they convinced you. <laughs> They're good at it. Barry, I want to thank you so much for being uh, coming back again and talking about so many interesting things. That it's like, wow! I'm going to put a link to your websites okay. and the YouTube show, but for the podcast listeners, okay, if you could give out your website address as well as the uh, the radio show, what, what what network they can find you on? Okay, the. We do our, our weekly radio shows called Channeling History, and it's on the Parax Network. Okay. But I also, I also put it up on my YouTube channel. Okay. 
So my, I've got over 150 videos on YouTube now. Is that is on YouTube? Is it your personal name that you're that yeah. they wanted to look for? It's, it? in my, it's in my name, Barry Strom. It's S T R O H M on YouTube, mm -hmm. and it's all the shows. We we put the weekly message up there from Jesus, and we okay. do, and we put up the uh, the radio show as well. So okay. you can catch everything on the YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, my main website is spiritspredict.com. Okay. Spiritspredict.com. Uh, we have players on there and links and everything ties together. Okay. So e e any of those sources, they can find everything about as far as your shows, the books, and everything. And are yeah. you working on a, on any new project now for 2021 into 2022 or? Well, I'm I'm doing the what's going to be a weekly devotional from his messages. Okay, when, no, the reason why I ask is that you're only you're you're still what is it four books shy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> write the last one real slow. Okay, okay, um, yeah, no, I know that. Believe me, I I I understand very much how busy uh, the radio show and all of that can keep you. Plus. Um, that yeah, so we, we find that we have to ask, we have to be prepared with about 50 questions to channel okay. for an hour. Oh, you already have that down too. And so is... we, I always make up, I always have 50 questions, but then anything that comes into through the chat room supersedes mm -hmm. our questions. So, okay. Okay. So, yes, they, so you that, open it, you open up the, the, the session with, with uh, live chat so people can. Go ahead and type in questions. Oh yeah, yeah. Great, that's yeah. excellent. That's fantastic. No, we we take we we take as many questions as we can, because we want people to understand it. This is spontaneous. I mean, mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. all the time are coming in and say you're reading these answers. Right. No, I ain't reading no answers. Right. No, it's no script. This is spontaneous. Yeah, that's very did, important. Yeah, we did a show last week, and it, we did. We channeled for four hours. Okay. And I had That's no idea who we were going to talk to or any questions. The The host, she had she had all her chat group all put together. And they, they clicked me off so that they could decide what questions and who they wanted me to channel next. Barry, so, weren't you exhausted after that? You must have much, been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm an old guy. It's you know. Ah, forget the old guy thing. That would have exhausted anybody. Period. But I had I no idea who was coming up, what the questions were going to be, and we did it for four hours. That's incredible. Again, thank you so much, Barry. It has been absolutely wonderful, and yes, I want to thank you. We enjoyed. And, the, I enjoyed the old interview we did. And I enjoyed. Yes, yes, morning. yes. And I'll be in touch with you. I'll be following you through, and I, like I said, I'll put a link, and I'm going to be subscribing to your channel and. Because I think the whole, everything that you, we've talked about is just absolutely fascinating. Yes. And if you want me back, I would be happy to return yes. anytime you want. Yes. yes. Again, thank you, you so much. Uh-huh. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Let me tell you something. Thank God I wore my unicorn headset. Let me tell you something. What a mind bender. And I, I mean, and it's true. I remember from my first interview with Barry, this, this, this guy didn't, he, his background was not that he was an engineer. 
very um, fact-based engineer. Like in other words, like, and, 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 and I remember when he told me the story because um, he used to have an antique shop, him and his wife. And I believe that it, and there was a haunting there. They had problems with the ghost, but he was describing how he didn't believe in any of this. None, none of this, the ghosts, you know, nothing. None, uh, in other words, this was not someone that you could say, well, you know, he grew up uh, is this and um, in his background. And it wasn't. It's been a gradual thing. And that thing that he said, it's absolutely right because I know he mentioned that before where he wanted, in other words, he he wants the proof that who the spirit says they are is who they are. Okay, which by the way is very, very important. The reason why I say this is because there's a lot of people that they think of channeling and and, and, and in other shows, I've warned against it. You can't, not everybody is meant to channel. Well, not everybody has ability. And even some people, believe it or not, that do have the ability should not channel. And I know there's people going, well, if you have the ability, you should use it. Uh, no, no. There's people that for different reasons, things that have happened to them in life, channeling can complicate your life a lot. And I, and you heard what Barry said. You know, they're well-protected. Uh, they're very, very much into making sure that who they're channeling is a spirit that is totally, how can I say it, light, love, you know, things of that nature. And uh, I, 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 like I said, I'm going to subscribe to his, to his YouTube shows because I, I would love to see, you know, uh, what these different sources have to say. And this is the thing. <clears throat> I know there's people that are going to say, well, you know what? Um, some of that stuff, how do you prove it? There's sometimes there are certain things can never be proven. The reason why is if you're talking about a historical figure, he says that they're going to be doing Julius Caesar. You have to understand uh, somebody like that. A lot of what was written about these historical figures is superficial or they noted like certain moments in their lives. And some of it was accurate. Some of it was made up. Remember, even somebody like a Julius Caesar, you know, there was such a thing as PR. But there's a lot of a good portion of their inner life that uh, never made the history books. There was no scribe taking notes following the guy around. In other words, bottom line, what I'm trying to say, whether it's Julius Caesar or some other figure, there's some there's certain things that maybe Barry will channel and talk about. But there's just no way to prove that, say, Oh, that happened or that didn't happen. But my point being that just because you can't prove it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Because the truth is the majority of us think about it. Contrary, you know, that movie with uh, <clears throat> this cuckoo guy, the Truman Show, where, you know, basically this this uh, character is being watched or televised from infancy up to adulthood. Okay, but that's just Hollywood. The majority of people, okay, even historical figures, even important people, kings, queens, and there's a very good portion of their lives that was never recorded and or that they suppressed if they were important enough. 
And of course, depending on how long ago it was, there's nobody that's going to come around and say, well, that's not the way it happened. As far as saying, well, is this, and especially, especially if the version that this person, let's say being channeled through Barry, gives a version of their life or happenings in their life, which is contrary to what history books have written about them or academics or historians or whatever. You know, people are like, well, that's not the way. That, mm. And I've spoken about another show. Sometimes I'm very suspicious sometimes of certain historical versions. And I'm not saying all history is wrong. I'm just saying that sometimes history has been massaged and certain things happen or didn't happen or, you know, how many days were lived in that person's life? Yeah, and only history will, you know, let's say, um, or record, oh, the armies of Julius Caesar marched in, they conquered and they did this. But in between all these marchings and all these highlights that made the history books or the historians of the times were recording, this person lived days and days and days of life that nobody was there or what motivated them things that happen. So I think it's very, I, I think it's a fascinating subject. Uh, and I hope you all like the show. I love the show. I urge you to go and check out uh, Barry's YouTube show or go to his website where he's got his books. Like I said, I'm going to have links in the credits of the show. And of course, if you want to go to miamigoschronicles.com or marlenepardo.com, you can find links to the videos through you know, YouTube or other places, also the podcast platforms. If you want to download the MP3s or just listen to them. Also have information about my books. And of course, if you've got a story, please send it to me uh, on the submit your story tab. I also have a newsletter that I write kooky, interesting uh, stories about just weird stuff. And I'll usually put links to a couple of my podcasts that are related or the latest ones. You can sign up for my newsletter. And I send that out. Depends. Sometimes once a week, sometimes twice a week. Depends if something interesting comes in. And uh, again, I want to thank you all for being part of my audience. You're all wonderful. I've got fantastic guests coming on. So I will be seeing you next week. Take care. <laughs>